Now the Stellaron crisis is under control, there's only one logical thing for the Trailblazer to do. Shop till you drop in RM Alley. Welcome to Trailblazer Talk. I'm your host, David. I'm joined by my co-hosts, Andrew. Hello. Miu. Hey, yo. And Tony. Bonjour. As always, we've got a uh, great show for you today. Some things that we're going to touch on. We're going to chat a little bit about the uh, recent announcements from Hoyo at uh, Gamescom. Uh, we'll be going and doing a review of the 1.3 patch overview, Celestial Eyes over uh, Mortal Ruin. And we'll also be talking about the companion quests part of 1.2. Those include Kafka's and uh, Yukong's companion quest. So let's get straight into it with uh, the Star Rail Gamescom announcements. So uh, Gamescom is running this week from uh, the 23rd to uh, the 27th, and Hoyo has actually released a couple interesting things as part of this uh, event. So far, we've already seen a, uh, a new uh, Fu Xuan uh, uh, trailer come out, including people like Ching uh, uh, Shui and uh, Lynx. Have any of you had a chance to take a look over that trailer yet? I watched it live. <laughs> What'd you think? Uh, I'm just glad to see that the PS5 release date is soon. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've been wanting to put Star Rail on my PS5 since I got the thing, so. <laughs> Mostly because I think the turn-based combat works really well with the controller. A lot better than, like, I, I prefer, like, keyboard and mouse for Genshin, but for Star Rail, I actually really like using a controller. What you really need is to be on the Switch, so then you can just play it on the go. Or at least so more go. <laughs> I want Starl on the Switch so bad. <laughs> yeah, I, I think it was nice for them to both announce like the, the upcoming PS5 technical test and just sh help show people some of the upcoming uh, uh, content. Like one, one of the things that stood out to me was uh, specifically that... Uh, in this trailer, we're seeing uh, Fushuan uh, being referred to now as the general. Like, I, I thought that was pretty interesting. Yeah, that was cool. It makes me wonder how that, how her companion quest is going to go in specifically. Oh, yeah. She wasn't a general currently, right? Nope. Yeah, right now she's just the, the master diviner. So, sort of what I took away from the trailer is um, it's almost like we're seeing her divining some aspect of the future, right? Like one way it could play out, uh, that or that or it's just she's uh, dreaming of that moment that she'll finally be, uh, yeah, moved to the rank of general. Is it's general like a political title in in the in the in the Jin show? Like I, like it does seem like a little bit more than like I'm just a military organization. Or am I wrong? I, I get I get the impression that it is um, more than just sort of uh, the, the military. Because it at least seems like uh, Jing Yuan, you know, has his hands in lots of stuff right now. And he is looking to, uh, you know, retire. But he also just sort of seems bored with life. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's clearly been around for a very long time. It, and he, again, like, I, 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 it does seem like a lot of the stuff that he gets involved in, like, he's doing a lot of diplomacy and a lot of, like other stuff that you, you don't see necessarily purely like a like a military general do so i'm just like i'm trying to understand the the actual role that he has and what the right, it's almost like means. it's almost like he's the head of the like he, i don't, I don't know yeah, what the head, the head of the government is but he kind of is 
portrayed almost like that in who's who's like everyone i will say this we do not know of anyone who is his superior right yeah no, i don't think so not not directly I, the and, the way the way I sort of think about it is it's more like um, if you think in like a, a cyberpunk sort of universe where you have um, like the the different like micro states sort of things like that you see in like Blade Runner like that's how I imagine the different uh, ships of the Xianzhou. Interesting, but but he's not the leader of them all. Just Lofu. That's my understanding. Yeah. And and we've only spent time in the Wafu. That's it, right? Just that one ship. That's right. Yep. Yep. Even though Sushang is from a different ship, right? Yep. Yep. Okay. And I think there's like three ships, but or three main that. ships. That might be right. Maybe you're right. Yeah, they're just uh, you know going around the galaxy, uh, killing abundance, all the best stuff. <laughs> Anyone, Zhigwan's uh, peer, or are they all subordinates to some extent. I don't think any of the different realm commissions are his peer. They all the realm commissions seem to report to him, because right. uh, when we first landed, uh, you know, Yukong is the leader of the Skyfaring Commission, and she was going to put us in jail. And Jingwan's just like, nope, presidential pardon. So that that is very much how it felt, right? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> So it, it very much seems like uh, the conclusion I guess I'm getting at is it very much seems like the general is a political title and he is the head of the government or the head of the, the yeah, the, the ruling. That we know of, but yeah. Yeah, I, I honestly suspect that uh, we're going to continue to learn more about some of the dynamics of uh, how things work on the Lafu now that the Stellaron crisis is in theory resolved. Uh, because, like, like I said in the the last show, I don't think we're, we're leaving the uh, Lawfu anytime soon. I think we're going to be here for a bit. And I still think you're very right. <laughs> <laughs> so, and actually, clarify me on this: what makes us think the Stellaron Crisis is actually resolved? Because we did defeat Fantilia, but did we actually seal the Stellaron that that was on the ship? Did we find it? Maybe I missed that part. So we haven't. Other than the time that Welt sort of uh, Welt hit us on the chest to like suppress our Stellaron, yep. we have never seen the Stellaron be actively uh, sealed on screen. On screen, yeah. What about the what about in Bellabog? That that's we... not as I said on screen. It was done off screen when Welton came in after we fixed all the we, we defeated everything. Yeah. Oh, and then we're supposed to think that's what happened here as well. I, I, if that happened, we, I totally just well, I think like the game or like the story stopped the minute we killed Fantilla, and now it's like we haven't seen the next step yet. Okay, yeah, because it seemed like I didn't even know we had found it yet or identified it, or if we had stopped the the arbor from growing. Like, it, the, I, I still feel like there's more to come. Definitely. I'll say one thing about the trailer that I thought that was kind of amusing was that I guess Fushan. Uh, lifted a trash can lid and be was teleported to Bellabog, which is <laughs> amusing and hilarious. And also concerning. <laughs> Why does the trash that can, The trash can lore, it's intensifying. I, th I think they figured out what it is that the community is excited about. Trash cans. <laughs> I, I, was, I think I was mentioning that I was doing some of the quests today uh, to catch up, and there's a trash can in uh, the Lawfu. I think it's in the one of the commission headquarter areas. And if you 
communicate with it. It's like it's like a real person, and it wants more. It wants trash. You guys know what I'm talking about? If you guys touch this thing, it's asking you to bring it trash. <laughs> I'm serious. I I, I th- it wasn't something anyone had mentioned before, so I was like, this is nuts. Um, I feel like I missed that because I thought I was on the lookout for more trash can lore, and I don't remember. It. Right. Right. Hmm. Seems, seems like we'll up. have something to, to follow up on after the show tonight. <laughs> yeah, there's a, there's a hidden hidden quest I think um, that has to do with feeding trash to this this thing. Very cool. Love that. Yeah, it's the immortal vase northeast of the Realm Keeping Commission. You got to feed it trash. Mm. So yeah, always hungers. So uh, touching on some of the other content that we saw from uh, Gamescom just outside of the uh, Star Rail space, uh, we saw just some more uh, information and trailers for uh, Zenless Zone Zero. Uh, that is hard to say. That's the new uh, action game uh, upcoming from uh, Hoyo. Uh, I have no plans to play that right now. I already have enough live service games under my belt, but I'm sure... But what if it has Bronya in it? It's obviously going to have Branya. Of course, it's going to have Branya. Of course, I will play it. Unfortunately for my <laughs> wallet, but I'll let you know how it goes when it comes out. Yeah, maybe, maybe you can pull us into that one. <laughs> Any kind of release date on this yet? No, but I'm going to guess it's going to be sometime early 2024, based on testing. I hope it's at least a while. I, I don't think I could take another game. <laughs> I just, I don't know. I, th- I think if for no other reason, even if things were ready, um, they'd be well served to try to space things out. We uh, we also saw some uh, new just Genshin uh, trailers and some further announcements for the Genshin Impact uh, concert tour. Uh, one of the things I was really uh, curious about is whether anybody thinks that we're going to maybe see some concerts for Star Rail at some point. I think if it keeps going at the rate it's going in terms of popularity, I can definitely see that happening. Um, This is not the first Genshin tour. I think this is actually the third. Um, Mm. Though I do believe this is the first to come overseas, like uh, outside of Asia. So that's really cool. They're in Boston. I was super excited. Yeah, I'm super excited. (laughs) I'm definitely going to go. But yeah, I, I would really love to see it for Star Rail too. I really love the music for Star Rail. They, as always, Hoyo just does a fantastic job with the soundtrack. They really never miss. Um, so I hope so. <laughs> well, the Star Rail, I definitely like the Star Rail music a lot more than the Genshin Impact music. When I remember, like revisiting, okay, it's been a while, and like re- listening to some of the tracks, like none of these really are. They're more atmospheric and ambient than the kind of music you get in Star Rail. Look, looking looking for those boss bangers yes <laughs> i think in um in uh genshin uh there's definitely like a series like a, like a bunch of music that's meant for open exploration that's just again like it's like uh background no, not background real music but like you just ambient. You feel yeah ambient music um but especially with some of the newer releases um some of the music has gotten really 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 good in genshin so i'm really excited to see it in um, so the newer areas are just have some phenomenal themes. Yeah, seriously. I especially love the music in Sumeru, so yeah. I'm looking forward to it. Well, there's uh, still a few more days uh, for Gamescom to run, so maybe there'll be some last-minute announcements or other cool things that we can chat about for next week. 
moving into the upcoming 1.3 patch, so Celestial Eyes Above Mortal Ruins. Uh, lots of cool stuff was announced uh, during the live stream. Why don't we start with some of the new uh, uh, heroes who were in, uh, announced as part of this uh, this release. We saw uh, Imbibitor Lune uh, announced, also known as the Cooler Dan Hung, uh, Fu Xuan, our favorite master diviner, and a uh, brand new character, uh, Lynx, uh, sister of uh, Japard and... Uh, Oh, my brain just died. Serval. <laughs> yeah, Serval. She is not in my team. Serval, you don't matter. <laughs> uh, yeah, what, what do people think about the lineups? I'm excited about uh, the cooler Don Hung. He looks great. I mean, we already kind of knew that, but of course I'll be pulling for him. Yeah, I don't know who I'm going to be pulling for. I... I um... I, I I usually wait a little bit to see the, the the feedback from the community to see if the characters are are, are good, they're enjoyable, they're fun to play. Um, I'll be honest in that none of the characters I'm like dying to get. Um, you know, I, cooler Dan Hung is still Dan Hung, so it's like yeah, <laughs> for me, not my not my thing. Um, Fu Shuan, I you know, I, she's okay too. Um, I'm, I might hold on to my uh, my stellar jade for uh, a future character like uh, like Nimby with uh, his you know uh, partner. Nimby, <laughs> who's, Nimby. Who's, who's the more important part of that? <laughs> who's Nimby's companion again? The, the, uh, it's, Topaz. Yeah, Topaz. Topaz, right. Topaz well, and Nimby. Num it's, Numby. 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 <laughs> the Trotter is the important part. I, I need to make sure I don't spend all the jade I'm saving. <laughs> for the full quantum team because I need Numbi. I'm very much hoping Numbi and his <laughs> his handler. It's like a it's like a, yeah exactly it's like a it's like a Clara situation where like Clara's the <laughs> character but really it's it's Farag yeah it's Farag yeah. <laughs> doing like all the work. Like I would love that if you get uh, if we get a Numbi and like he's the one actually doing all the stuff. I oh, yeah, hope so. I'm excited for that. Yeah. And for those who don't know, Numbi is a character that wasn't announced in the 1.3. But I guess been, I think it, where was it like leaked or? No, it was an official character announcement, which means it'll be for 1.4. They like to kind of tease stuff ahead of time so people know to save if they want to. Yeah, I think some of the first announcements there were posted on uh, both Twitter and the uh, Hoyo Labs app. Yes. Don't you mean to X? Yes, X. <laughs> the website <laughs> formerly known as Twitter. <laughs> I'm uh I'm actually pretty excited for the uh, Fushuan and uh, Lynx banner because I I also kind of want the uh, the full Quantum Dream, but I, I feel like Fushuan and Lynx's kit both seem like they'll be a lot of fun. Like Fushuan is you know acting as a tank. She's also I think providing some self healing and e even some crit for the team. Or is that Lynx that's also providing crit for the team? Uh, but ba basically the two of them just buff everybody and just seem to be good units overall. Um, so, so the dream team is again like Fushuan, Lynx, uh, uh, Sila, and then, you know, um, Silver, uh, Silver Wolf. Wolf to kind of make everything quantum. Yeah. Right? Yep. That, that'll go, be my, my full quantum dream. And that will also let me uh, move Bailu over to my uh, Kafka team. 
and I, I've really enjoyed Bailu over on my Kafka team, especially because I'm I'm not one of you uh, uh, cool people with Luocha. <laughs> <laughs> the it's interesting. I feel like Silver Wolf makes Quantum such a much more effective element, and when you can mono element Quantum, I just feel like it's going to be a little OP. I, I agree. S Silver Wolf also just has the property of making every like team better. Yep. Yeah, it does. Just it's there's no question she's not really good. But like, but I have sometimes like a full lightning team, and then I have Silver Wolf, and like once in a while I I get to add an element, and it's Quantum, and I'm like that's not what I wanted you to do, Silver Wolf. <laughs> but like if you get everybody on Quantum, man, that's that's pretty unbeatable. I think the one thing that really helps her is um, when you're running her with a uh, otherwise mono team, what you're really saying is, is the thing that I'm fighting not only not my main team's element, but they're also not quantum. Because if, if they're at least one of them, you don't care, right? That's true. That's generally I, true. I, I think that adds just a lot of power to Silverwolf's kit. I, I think that when Silverwolf gets a, a banner rerun, she's going to be very popular. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think the only situation where Silverwolf might be weaker is when you have to deal with multiple units on the field and not just one big boss that you she's... can easily keep under her uh, quantum, her special effect the whole time. Yeah, I, I think that that'll be the thing that eventually gets her power crept, but. That, that just feels like that would be so ridiculously overpowered with where we are at the moment that I, I can't imagine that happening anytime soon. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, we also saw the announcement of uh, four new companion missions. So we're going to see missions uh, once again for the cooler Don Hung, uh, March, Lynx, and uh, Luca. So first of all, you have to you have to at least say the cooler and edgier Don Hong. It was written in our notes. <laughs> well, I, I put it in there. <laughs> um, second of all, I'm really excited about a March Companion mission. Hey, I am too. I, yeah. I like. Uh, I'm really excited about uh, hoping to learn a little bit more about her. Like we've we've now we're, we're gonna we're gonna learn obviously more about Don Hong and his background from his companion quest. But we've also we've already gotten a little bit of the lore and understanding where he came from and what what his history is. March is still a total black box um, to some extent, so I'm hoping they'll you know for lucky we'll 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 find something interesting. There. I I do think it's going to be a big reveal because I I don't know if it was uh, done during the interview or, or someone else, but someone was like, oh do you do you think we're going to hear this thing about March that people have been talking about? And Albert was like, whoa whoa whoa, whoa. settle down there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I definitely think we're going to get some heavy lore because they don't seem to shy away from that at all in the companion quests, which I think mm -hmm. is actually a good thing overall. Um, it really encourages people to do them i think <laughs> um but i i think we're not only gonna get a huge march lore drop but i think it's gonna be something kind of unexpected mm -hmm. like i can't see them doing something that people have already guessed like i feel like it's gonna be kind of a shock real name is bronya <laughs> <laughs> add her to the bronyaverse she's cute enough i'll allow it 
So I, I know last time I had complained a little bit that uh, Luca had shown up, but we didn't get his companion mission. Uh, I wonder if, since Lynx is getting her companion mission this time around, if we're going to see some overlap between Luca and Lynx's uh, missions. Oh, that would be cool. I would actually be happy with something like that. I, I personally love when characters have, like, backstory together outside of the trailblazer existing mm -hmm. like for example you know with like Branya and Sila like that was really nice that we saw so much of them without the trailblazer so I would be super down for like interconnected backstories between Lynx and Luca I agree that would be much better oh yeah I, I didn't even think about this until you mentioned it like for for Luca's story I don't want to be the trailblazer at all I want to be Hook that would, that would be just such such a good story. Like I, I don't even know what would happen. But just like like <laughs> he hook, go make Luca do stuff. I feel like that would just be uh, uh, so much. Ten out fun. of ten. Yeah. Ten out of ten. <laughs> That's what I'm hoping for. Luca was a former mole who uh, grew out, but he keeps. He's always a mole at heart. <laughs> God, I I hadn't thought about that, but I'm in complete agreement. <laughs> Oh my god! It's it's like, did any of you watch uh, Codename Kids Next Door when you were little? Oh yes. Yeah, like the when they like get too old and they can't be one of the. Yep, uh, they phase the, out. The treehouse kids or whatever. Yeah, that's that's Luca. <laughs> <laughs> uh, moving on a bit to some of the other content that we saw as part of one point three. Uh, they're introducing uh, a new uh, zone and both sort of a, a gameplay element, this thing of uh, Aram Alley. It looks like it's going to be super fun. Yeah, it just feels like it's just channeling that museum vibes that we got from the, the last fun event. Mm -hmm. So if it's anything like that, this should be pretty enjoyable as well. I really liked the look of that event, and I hope it's... It almost looks like it'll be more fun than the museum in some ways, as far as like what they were showing. So I'm excited about it. Yeah, it, it seemed like it had more of those like mixed mechanics where it's getting me closer and closer to my ideal gameplay of just uh, like the Yakuza and like a dragon series, where it's just I just want the mini games. Give me that stuff. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> Uh, they were really uh, explicit about the fact that RM Alley is going to remain just like the museum, which makes me think that we're going to see updates to both of these things as time goes on. I agree it, with you on that. And it there's also more things we can... Sorry. No, go ahead. <laughs> I was gonna, more things we can steal. I mean, uh, liberate for the museum. <laughs> <laughs> more things we can liberate. And also just the idea of ongoing events like that that get updated over time is something that's really underutilized in the live service genre, I think. Mm -hmm. um, I'd love to see more of it, honestly. So I really like that idea. It, it just, it gives you just, it's another one of those reasons to keep coming back. It's something you're already familiar with, you already enjoy, but oh, look, new stuff for it. Like, it seems so basic and yet you don't see many companies do it. So I, I, I want to take some bets right now. Uh, are we or are we not going to see Sampo at, in the RM Alley? Ooh, I, that would be a great reveal. To have it yeah. I would love that. I don't know if it'll happen, but I would love it. 
I mean, the next time he shows up, it's going to be good. Yeah, the, I agree. If he ever shows up off planet, that's going to be the big reveal of something. <laughs> I, think, I think the biggest question would be like, how did you get here? And you'd be like, Fred, <laughs> don't worry about it. <laughs> I might have smuggled myself aboard the Astral Express, but Pom Pom doesn't need to know about that. Yeah, that's that's a good point. Like, um, now that uh, I think in like some of the most recent messaging, the IPC had called out that I don't know. It seems like maybe travel and stuff is going to happen with with Bellabog. Are we still the only people that can get to Bellabog right now on our space train? Allegedly. Uh, yeah, supposedly. That that doesn't mean we actually are, but in theory we are. Is is that because this, the the I know that we have access to be able to travel between planets because we're on the Astral Express, but like if you if you read the kind of a uh, the various news reports that the IPC has put out, it does sound like the Stellarons have been like causing this general issue with people not getting to be able to travel between planets. Is that just like a consistent ongoing problem for most of the universe right now? Is that is that why they can't get to places like Bellabog? I think as far as what, the information we have, yes. That's okay. really the only thing that's mentioned about it. Um, and it's also, I feel like, kind of implied on the Wafu. Like, they can't travel at the moment as easily. So I'm I'm thinking that's it, but... Now that you got me thinking about it. Yeah, I, I don't know how space travel works. <laughs> right, I don't really like, know. We're on a giant space train. That doesn't make any sense. Like, how does this work? Uh, so, so yeah. So the, there's so, also, like, what about Herda? Herda clearly can travel. Right? Maybe? I don't know. I, I think Herda is basically traveling over the internet, though. Yeah, she, she's her piling her dolls. Is, is and the and the and the Herta space station is a space station, right. right? That's not moving, and we don't also. By the way, this is something that I keep wanting to bring up, and I keep forgetting. In the intro, there is a planet with all sorts of debris. Uh huh. Do, do we know what that is? Like huh. in the startup, like video, yeah, you mean in the startup screen? I I was thinking that was the planet that the Herta's space station is. Uh, orbiting but now that you've challenged me on it <laughs> yeah, uh, right that's that's I like my, that was my assumption too <laughs> is there a trash like, now that you think about it like what is what is this what am i actually the is there a trash planet? Up is, i don't know but like in in um in genshin the, the starting screen is definitely not a place that you usually go and the, obviously people think it's looks like celestia um like what is this this kind of looks like destroyed planet to some extent in the intro like i don't know if we know i was just curious i don't think we know sounds like this we have more things to uh investigate <laughs> aside for this immortal vase <laughs> lots of things to figure out uh some other things we saw as part of the 1.3 uh live stream we also saw that uh simulated universe is getting more updates and adding uh, some more bugs apparently yeah there's there's nothing we need more than more bugs. <laughs> it it seems like some interesting techniques like that they were describing with like the the new mechanics. Uh I don't know. I I kind of feel like I'm going to need to see it in 
firsthand to really get it like how how some of that is going to continue and uh like become part of the simulated universe game yeah the, the only thing i saw that was kind of amusing was the charter charter swarm and all i can think of was like fine yes finally used for yukon's field technique of moving faster <laughs> the trotter swarm looks great i was really excited about that <laughs> i just really like the trotter you couldn't tell <laughs> yeah i'm i'm glad to see them pushing um like more interesting sort of stuff into simulated universe um over maybe like going deeper into um uh, the mock. Oh my gosh, my brain just died on me. Uh, memory of Chaos. Mm. Uh, I'm, I'm sure uh, that's because I don't <laughs> find Memory of Chaos as fun, but it's also really hard as well. I would I'll enjoy it if I could. If I could do it, like I'm just not even. <laughs> Some will you'll have time, and we'll and we'll have time, and we'll make your we'll put your team together. I I think I have a decent team. I just I don't I don't know. Someday, I... Tony. Someday we'll do it, Tony. <laughs> It's not even worth it right now. I'm just being like, I'm just going to keep leveling up my characters, hopefully get eight good characters and kind of go from there. That was kind of like my strategy for the Spiral Abyss and Genshin. And eventually I got there, but just yeah. took a long time. I mean, to be fair, the game's still fairly new. It hasn't even been six months yet. So I think I think you get a pass for not being very good at it yet. <laughs> <laughs> it's six months? That can't be right. No, I said it's not six months yet. Oh, it's not. I was going to say, <laughs> oh my God, not that long. Yeah, six six months into doing this show. No, no. No, not quite. <laughs> I think the last thing worth touching on about the live stream is uh, a lot of the sort of quality of life things that have been added in uh, uh, to the game. Uh, some uh, more useful than others, we'll say. Uh, why don't we start with maybe some of the in-game chat? And I want to start with a complaint. Uh-huh. I've sent all of you messages in the in-game chat lots of times. <laughs> I, I have like I've I've hand copied out all the the cute little Clara emotes. I've written cute little messages and stuff. You know how many replies I've gotten back? I think one. Where do they show up? Where do, I don't yeah, I don't know, know where they... they are in Star L, so I don't look at them. It's so funny. I use the in-game chat so frequently in Genshin, but I genuinely have no idea how to get on, there in on Star the, On the phone, the pl only place that I play, it's a little button on the lower left-hand corner, and I click it sometimes, and I think to myself, oh, I wonder if one of my friends has sent me a message, because I send my friends messages. No messages, no replies. <laughs> but, but now you'll be able to send emojis. So I guess I'll be able to send all of you emojis that I won't get replies to. Oh, goodness. I'll try and find it when I log on. <laughs> all right. I, I just sent messages to both of you. We'll see. If... Oh, jeez. Well, I think I might have thought about it once, but then was, I could just send it on Discord and there, I'm done. I, I even changed my, my message box to the cute new bunny one. I was all like, oh, I wonder if people reply to my bunny messages. Oh, no. no. Oh, my God. We're the worst. <laughs> <laughs> it just, I don't know. Like, I have Discord, and if someone was going to message me, they would do it on Discord, whether or not I'm playing the game. So it just, I don't know. It just seems, and it doesn't, and, like, when you're playing Genshin, there's some you used to, talking with your party but like there's not really that same thing in in uh 
Yeah. Okay. Yeah, since so, there's not really a co-op, so... There's the use of me sending funny jokes and stuff. <laughs> for you to enjoy at a later date. We have a whole channel for you to do that, though. Well, yeah, what but channels? sometimes, <laughs> uh, you know, I, I don't have Discord up. <laughs> Maybe the problem is we're too addicted to Discord. <laughs> Maybe. So, uh, outside of the new updates with the uh, uh, the chat. Um, we also saw some stuff with uh, Trailblaze power being modified. Yeah, that's it, interesting. I'm surprised it took this long to. It wasn't like this day one. Well, you know, resin. When yeah, resin that's just got a big update originally like, after a little while too. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so I I'm didn't know surprised. that. Let's maybe qu quickly clarify for people that didn't listen to the 1.3 live stream. Uh, yeah, what it is. It was that it. Ha they're increasing the max cap for trailblaze power and also i think you can convert it into like some kind of stored token that you can spend later kind of like you can do with the simulated universe tokens yeah so you'll you'll be able to uh still have the exact same uh cap which was 240 of the trailblaze power uh but now uh, you know you're, you're not gonna lose it if you go to uh 180 that's the current cap right yeah 180 interesting so that the cap is going from 180 to 240 yeah and you're going to be able to basically do condensed you know condensed, condensed resin resin star rail version yeah what was the change in genshin so it seems oh. a little bit different th though with the at least this is condensed resin you have to manually do something this seems automatic automatic uh, is great i like that yeah. a lot in Genshin, to clarify for people who aren't like me and haven't been playing Genshin since launch, the original Genshin cap was for resin was 120. They upped it to 160. I can't remember when. It was like a couple of a couple of um, updates, I think. And also originally, you had to use resin to play events. So like you know, event bosses and stuff like that. That actually cost resin originally. Oof. Yeah, it was pretty terrible. <laughs> I did not enjoy it. And it was a big struggle back in the day uh, to get through events because of that. So they changed right, right. it. Um, so I'm, I'm not surprised that they're changing how it works in Star Rail after a couple of updates. I think they purposely set it a little low and then they wait for the feedback and see how much people care. <laughs> I'm, surprised. Okay. I'm surprised it was, it was up because the way I did the math, you get two, it's basically 10 resin an hour. So 180 is 18 hours. So it's a little less than a day. It's six hours less than a day. What I like 24 be, hours. I would prefer it to be 24 hours, no question. But in Genshin, it's not 24 hours either. In Genshin, I think it's uh, 180 is the 24 hour period. It's, so it's 160 in Genshin. Because um, I, I think they're trying to force you to kind of like always come back sooner multiple times a day to spend your resin what they want so i was a little surprised that they that they made that change i mean i'm not i'm not looking at gift horse in the mouth here but like it is it is uh for a money-making game you'd think you know they they they'd want to limit it a, a little bit more but i guess to some extent you also can't really buy resin either like you can use primo gems and in tradition you can use um your jade to buy trailblaze power but this is a limit to that right you can't just go hog wild yeah you can only do so much a day 
Oh yeah, really? So yeah, there's a so I, I, so it's not like you. It's not like they're trying to get you to buy more. It's it's a, it is a little weird how they do it. Well, I I do think that they want you to buy more because certainly when you um, look at like the biggest YouTubers and stuff like that, like they're oh, sure. doing max resin caps every single day to be ahead on the content or whatever. Um, so I think that for like the ultra whales, that's yeah. certainly where they're spending uh, their money. I, I think it has less to do with them trying to uh, get more money out of you in this case. And it's more a recognition that you can only play so many live service games, right? And if there's enough barriers to you doing a live service game, I think that that becomes a, a turnoff and you're going to just go to a game that's friendlier. Like when I think about the complexity of um, domains in Genshin when, you know, I could only do domains on a certain day, right? Mm -hmm. Like, that's that's annoying. <laughs> like, I don't want to have to figure out, like, okay, Wednesday is the day that I have to do this in the game. That's just a job. And God bless that they made the Sunday change in Genshin for that exact reason. <laughs> oh, that was a change too, huh? Yeah, originally it was completely random what you got if you did a domain on Sunday. Oh, wow. Ooh, that sounds that horrible. Cool. It was horrible. <laughs> I, I wonder if, if part of that was, um, and this is speculation, but I, I know that there were some uh, uh, legislation changes with video games in China, where if you're like you're under a certain age, you're only allowed to play like so much time during the week and so much time on the weekends. Like, I, mm -hmm. I wonder if there's a component there. Interesting. But again, so can, total speculation. <laughs> so you can basically buy 360 resin for 800 primo gems, and that's it. You once you hit 360 resin for 800 primo gems, like once you've spent that in a day, you have to wait till tomorrow. Which is I think Genshin? is interesting. Or in Star Genshin. Rail in Genshin. I don't know what it is in Star Rail. I'm gonna look okay. But like, I'm surprised that they cap you. So I, I think if they don't cap you then there's it sort of runs the risk that you start not logging in because again like games like this they're trying to build habits right i'm like not talking the, about the cap of like the cap that you have but the uh, that you can hold but the cap of being able to buy more like you think, right like why so would let's, they, let's say yeah. that you let's say that you totally finish your team right like you you spend hundreds of dollars to not only get the characters you want but to also achieve all the relics that you want. Like, you 18-star mock or whatever, are you going to log in again the next day, right? If there if there's effectively nothing for you to do. Like, I think that's sort of the, the habit that you're building, not like getting people that are the ultra whales to log in for the 90 jade on the, um, on the rail pass. It's getting them to log in to go do a whole bunch of artifact runs Th yeah. that's my take i guess i guess that's a good point is is there is a limit there there, there is a cost to reducing engagements like engagement like obviously you want the money right mm -hmm. but if you go after just money directly you might lose engagement in the long term which would result in less money this way you're like you're keeping you're you're not 
you're 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 uh, what's the you're not to killing the golden goose in other words yeah. you know what i mean that's I, I can see that argument that by limiting what they can buy in resin a day they have to come back day after day and stay engaged with the game so all about that drip feed man yeah. <laughs> drip feed marketing <laughs> so uh Looking outside of the 1.3 patch, uh, we also mentioned that we we're going to talk a little bit about some of the companion quests from the 1.2 story this time around. Uh, why don't we start out with Kafka? I definitely like that uh, that quest, and certainly enjoyed the uh, the plausible deniability she gave the uh, the trailblazer. I loved the lore drop at the end with Blade. <laughs> uh, what what was um. What what were you specifically referring to? Uh, uh, regarding like the trailblazer, like hanging, like following Kafka around so much, and the deals they make with Elio and stuff like that. Oh, that they had a history together prior to the game. Prior yeah, to the- I mean, we knew that, <laughs> but it's just interesting that other characters know that too. Like to the yeah. extent that Blade did, it was nice to see that like called out directly. I, I don't want to give anything away, but. Did you know that there is a way to know whether she's telling the truth or not in the game? Like someone has compiled all of the, on the wiki, they've compiled all of the answers that she gives. Whether or not she's telling the truth is random, but people have figured out what's true and what's not. Really? I, I don't see this. No, I, I'm, I'm, I'm curious. <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, there are, I'll just say this, and if you're in, I don't want to reveal too much because it's, it is a bit, a bit of a lore drop, but, um, and I don't think it's necessarily meant for you to know it all like together. It's, I think it's meant to be more of a, like a, Hey, let's figure it. Everybody talk to your friends, figure it out. What did you get? What did I get? But, so I'm just not going to drop everything, but, uh, your first question that you can ask Kafka, uh, she has two responses always. Um, and it's random which one you get. So no matter what you what what question you ask her, she will there is she will either tell you the truth or lie. Okay. Uh, but you as a player don't know which one it is. Except if you waste your second question and ask her a question that has an obvious answer, which you can do if you ask her what pl- does does one plus one equal two. On your second question, there's actually a way to ask her, does one plus one equal two? And then you can tell if the first question she was telling the truth or lying. And because many people have done this, they've figured out all of the things that she said that are truths and all the things that she can say that are lies. So it's a okay. pretty significant amount of, of information that, that the community has figured out about Kafka's uh, companion mission. I, I I knew that was possible. I, I was actually thinking that you had um, heard that they like deduced like a facial tick or like she she moved oh, no, in some no. way. It was like oh she's putting her her hand on her, her her right hand on top. Like then she's lying with the other way. You know, it's a. I mean, maybe, but the 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 more the thing that I had uh, you know read was that you can basically again. This is what I did. I was I went to like what is the what are the other questions I can ask. Uh, and one of them was, you know, what's one plus one equals two? And so you can basically answer, you can get, you can either get confirmation that the first answer she gave was truthful or that she mm-hmm. was lying. Um, so that's how, even though the 
questions that she, the, the answers that she provides, there's two answers that she can provide for any given question, and it's random which one you get. That's how people know which one is actually the truth, according to, to Catherine. I thought that was interesting. Hmm. I, I thought it was fun to have such a, a lore-heavy uh, companion quest, but I would have loved to have some different like venues or something that we were having these conversations in. I, I think it... I don't know. It was maybe a little bit less interesting that we were just in one location and we weren't really watching and getting to observe what she was doing with Blade. I think that would have made it a little bit better for me. I think it's fine it was in one location, but yeah, I, I think the idea of we could have seen what she was doing to Blade would have been more interesting. Yeah. The other thing I thought that was kind of interesting was the alternate ending of you just saying, nope, I just came here to say no to your face. <laughs> and how even though you're trying to reject everything she's doing, you're still getting a significant lore drop from her as mm -hmm. she tries to convince you to, to stay. And I also but just you... love how the achievement you get for doing that is uh, true free will. I also thought I saw something that you can just say no in the text. It's like you don't actually have to go and say no to her in person and you can just skip the entire companion quest by just telling her no, <laughs> which is really funny. That's fascinating. It, it, is, it, what is Kafka's point of view on this? Like, if you do say no, she it is... What does that mean? Like, because her point of view is that Elio has like seen the future and he knows destiny, right? So if you do not do that destiny, and there's actually a point in the quest, I don't know if any of you did this, but I, I did look it up, I cheated. There's a way in the quest that you can skip over something that she says you have to do and she's a little surprised. Like, what does that mean for her as a person? Well, not only that, she like mentioned like, how many futures did Elo have to look to find this one that we're currently in right now is just how annoying or annoyed she was by what's happening so the the way i look at it is the the same way that uh uh things sort of end up with svarog right like we're the variable so i think from kafka's perspective like she's fixed she's constant like whatever elio said is going to happen like she doesn't see any future other than that. But, uh, you know, we're maybe somehow proving that wrong. And I, and if you go through that alternate quest line, one of the things that she says is something along the lines of like, you know, if you think that you can, you know, change things, I, I hope you change me or something along those sort of lines. I should have noted that down. It's, it's interesting to me how Unlike the companion quests in Genshin, where you're going down sort of like different routes and ending up with different like story outcomes and what have you, uh, th there's always one outcome for the companion quests in in Star Rail, and I'm uh, I'm I'm curious how people feel about that. Except Kafka. Well, like but you, you can only, you as a player can only experience one ending is what I really yes. mean. So like, you know, Bennett, when you go on adventures with him, you find out all the different ways his day got ruined, right? Oh, you're referring oh, to the Bennett. hangout quests. Yeah, yeah hangout yeah. quests, yeah. Because at least for me, I see hangout quests as 
the same type of thing as story quests. Maybe, maybe that's the wrong point of view. But so... No, I think I've, I've done some of the Hangouts, but I feel like the Bennett one's the only one I really remembered and kind of enjoyed doing, even though it took a lot of effort to do so. But it was definitely I... like, you got to see a lot of facets of Bennett specifically. Right. So here's the thing, in my opinion, as someone who's very familiar with the otome genre, as in the dating visual novel games, it's really, really common to have multiple endings for a character, but to have one be a true ending, like the true route that you're trying to get. And the other endings help you gain the context for the true ending and lets you see like, oh, well, if he loves me but doesn't love me enough to marry me, this happens. Or if he ends up dying, this happens, like that kind of thing. And I think that's what the Hangout quests are trying to emulate, where the best ending is the true ending, quote unquote. But mm -hmm. it's they want to show you like all the context to get to that, basically. That's kind of how i viewed them i i do think of them differently than the actual like character quests like the story quests where you know like for example where you have to like zhongli's where in his mm -hmm. second story quest like you actually like unlock a boss like that clearly only has the one direct ending and i think the, mm -hmm. i feel the companion quests are more like that than they are like the hangout quests but i could be wrong yeah, I mean, like, I, Mia, that's that's kind of how I had seen it, too. Like, those are the equivalent. Um, but I I kind of like the way... I don't know. I wonder I wonder, I wonder. wonder if we'll get Hangout-style quests in Star Rail that will, look, that will be kind of, like, different possibilities. It would be an interesting idea, especially given the idea of these, like, multiple futures that Elio is talking about. Like, I could see them Ooh. doing something like that. I definitely see them adding something like more comparable to the Hangout quests later on down the line. Again, the Hangout quests were not there from day one in Genshin. They were a pretty late addition, all things considered. So I think it'll be a while before we get something like that, but I can definitely see it happening. I guess we'll all be looking forward to uh, Star Rail uh, Groundhog's Day. Yes, <laughs> precisely. Wrap me in a time loop. <laughs> is that the end? Is that you start up over in the beginning, New Game Plus, without like waking up from the with Kafka? Definitely. I'll also say uh, here, here and now, uh, Groundhog Day is uh, the absolute best time travel movie, and nobody convinced me otherwise that anything else is better. <laughs> I take. Uh, why don't we talk a little bit about the other uh, companion quest, uh, For I Have Touched the Sky. I I thought it was very heartfelt. Mm -hmm. Yep. I, th I did have one amusing remark when I saw her daughter. It's like, oh, you got the raw end of the deal because you're a normal NPC-looking model. And then he was, wait, you're not actually her biological daughter. That actually sort of makes sense now in this weird <laughs> backwards way of looking at it. So, 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 in in your in your mind, if uh, if if any of the main characters ha have a kid and they got pixels, it's just like, oh no, <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna have to defeat the Dragon King now, <laughs> or you're gonna be a future uh, party member. Yeah, we 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 don't need in infant party members. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Hook. Get go back to class. There's there's a big difference between Hook and a just born baby. 
<laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, I, I really loved trying to like go through and almost uncover uh, a, a mystery as we were working with the, you know, Yukong's daughter uh, throughout the quest, and I think that they did a good job at adding some real weight to the story and some weight to her character. Like I. I'll definitely say that I, I cared a lot more about uh, the outcome of For How I Have Touched the Sky than uh, seeing like the, the ending of Don Shu. <laughs> <laughs> like I, fe I, felt, I felt more fulfilled. I, I definitely feel like the companion quests have generally been for the most part very enjoyable to go through for all of them. I'm not sure if there's, I mean, maybe there was one that a few I haven't liked, but I feel like at least my memory I've enjoyed all of them. Yeah. Yeah, I've actually enjoyed most of them too. I can't really think of one that I was like disappointed by so far. They've I guess all I was fun. I was slightly disappointed with the Luche one, Lucha one, Luocha? but Luocha. Yeah, sorry, can't pronounce anything. But even then, it was still revealing things. It was still entertaining in the moment, even if I was disappointed with how little I actually learned about him. I I think that. Luocha is an example of a character that we're going to get some either additional like companion stories in the future or, uh, you know, just an entire storyline of that. That makes me wonder for for like the Hangouts and stuff like that. There there have been part two for Hangouts, right? That's not just me being crazy. I'm like deferring I... to the Genshin experts over here because I've only done maybe two character Hangouts completion. That, yeah, like I thought... Maybe this is just my imagination, but I thought like Raiden Shogun had like a part one and part two. That's not the Hangouts. That's her character That's a story. story. That's story? Okay. <laughs> uh, however, you're not wrong in that Noel got an act too. Okay. <laughs> Noel. I totally <laughs> forgot about that because I don't think I've done it. <laughs> oh, oh, I have. It's it is so frustrating. I just just. Doing that hangout quest, Ugh, I'm still mad about it. She is, as far as I'm aware, the only one who has a second hangout quest at the moment. She's she's great. I love her, and I'm so mad that she's not a goddamn knight. <laughs> she deserves it. <laughs> so unfair. <laughs> it's so unfair. It doesn't make any sense. Is it more unfair than Bennett's uh, perpetual bad luck? I mean, Nothing I guess can not. that. But like, like, please and please a tiny child who gets in solitary confinement all the time, and they can't let you know uh, <laughs> this badass, um, you know, ma made in a you know, a out. I just, it makes me so mad. Noel, <laughs> no, Noel deserves to be uh, given a chance, and it doesn't make any sense. So we'll be uh, taking signatures for uh, Noelle's uh, part three story. <laughs> Where she finally becomes a Knight of Favonius. God, I hope so. I'm waiting for that. Well, I'm, I'm sure this won't be the last time we talk about uh, different story arcs and things we're hoping to come up soon. So I think we're going to call it here for today's episode of uh, Trailblazer Talk. As always, uh, you can reach out to us at trailblazer.talk.podcast at gmail.com or follow us on Twitter at Starrail Podcast. If you'd like to share anything with us about uh, 
what you liked about the show, things you'd like to hear on uh, upcoming episodes, stuff like that. Um, otherwise, uh, we hope you have a, a great week in Star Rail. Keep blazing those new trails. We'll see you next time. Bye, all. Bye. No, now's the part where other people say bye. We said bye. Yeah, I just drank it all out. I thought oh, I didn't yeah. hear anyone else. I th thought I just. Oh my myself. gosh! I, I definitely I, said bye. I didn't say bye. Ah! Oh. <laughs> Let's try again. Bye. Let's keep it in. No, no, this this stays in. <laughs> bye. All. Bye. Bye for real. Thank you.